0: Welcome to another edition of the Dementia Care Partner Talk Show. Now, here's dementia care expert Tifa Snow and your host, Greg Phelps.
1: Hello and welcome to the Dementia Care Partners podcast, brought to you by Positive Approach to Care. My name is Greg Phelps, and joining me once again is Tipa Snow. And Tipa, um, there's lots of articles out on elder abuse. They're saying it's common. It has a devastating health impact because of frailty. It can fracture families. The healthcare system doesn't always catch it. I mean, where do we go on a topic like this? Because nobody really wants to hear about it.
0: It doesn't, and particularly when it comes to dementia. Um, Because dementia is such a challenging situation to be in, um, we are much more accepting of things that in other situations we would consider abusive language, abusive behaviors, abusive techniques. And yet in care, even in care facilities, room is given because, you know, people living with dementia, I mean, you've got to get them clean and sometimes they'll fight. So you just have three people. And it's like, so when someone's at home and, you know, they're, they're not taking care of themselves, then, well, you just have to have, I mean, somebody has to do it because you can't just leave them like that. That's neglect. And so this idea of you've just got to, and dementia it makes it hard so when we get worried about it in dementia frequently it's because the people are so frail and it feels like it's that's not okay that's awful she's a little tiny old lady or he's a he's a very frail fella i mean why are you doing that that's not right and so we think abuse when we see a huge difference between those that are providing quote unquote the care and the person receiving the care, but I think when it comes to people who are more able-bodied and younger or fitter or still verbal, when it comes to dementia, it's much harder for people to really wrap their heads around the complexity of, you know, this, this is a hard condition to have and to live with on both sides, but we should still be curious about the difference between I mean, even ignorance, living in ignorance, can be abusive. I mean, frankly, you know, you know, you can say, "Well, I didn't know that the dog needs to go outside," and it's like, and and people would look at you and go, "How could you not know that?" I mean, how could you not have noticed? All he wanted to do is go out because he needs to go to the bathroom, or he needs to go out because he's been in all the time, and yet people living with dementia you know we we capture them and keep them in places and call it care and yet we're not really tuned into why might somebody need to go out of that space why might somebody want that and and if we keep them in is it safety or is it actual abuse and i think that's where it gets so fuzzy that we don't have good standard ideas of what to do
1: so if if i'm going to go in and give Care to somebody who has messed themselves and they're not really cooperative. I'm going to sort of try and hold them down or get my partner to hold them down. Or, you know, uh, granny needs a shower and she doesn't really have or hasn't had one for a while and she smells really bad. So we're just going to trick her into going into this room. We're going to take her clothes off and drag her into the shower. Mm -hmm. Is that technically abuse or is that just bad care?
0: I think it's time for us to start seeing is abusive behavior. I mean, I understand that historically we've just said, well, it's not really good care, Um, you know, but sometimes you have to do that. And I'm here to say, okay, I think we need to look harder at, have we actually tried hard to get permission? Have we been willing to compromise on what we think the person needs and what they think they need? Have we been willing to say, you know, this person's choice is still a choice. And I want to try to figure out how best to make this work, but holding someone down, they haven't really broken a law or done anything. Is this really care or does this need to be looked at super carefully? Because this is at best marginal. And if it becomes a practice, we accept a practice as normal and normalize it when it should be seen as there's something not right. We need to continue to work on making this different. And I think it's our biggest blind spot when it comes to dementia, um, when it comes to supporting care is neglect or abuse versus care and really figuring out the idea of how you get permission rather than assume that you have the right to, because they don't understand that
1: i i don't know how you move that line um i i know that through the training that you've offered i've sat through a few of the courses there's some great ideas like with the lifts and things like that because mm-hmm. the screaming and yelling that used to go along with those some basic ideas i i can't imagine what it would be like to just all of a sudden feel like i was floating through the air sitting there happy as can be and all of a sudden i'm flying well you know. Yeah.
0: and and to have people go it's okay it's okay it's not and to basically be discounted as being terrified and i'm terrified you know it's like out of nowhere versus having somebody before we move hand under hand bilateral say we're gonna go up here we go here we go okay greg we're going up on three here we go one count with me two yeah we got it we got it we're gonna go up because when i move up with you are you flying through air all on your
1: own well, she doesn't understand anyway, Tifa. I'm just wasting my time.
0: <laughs> uh huh. That's an easy out. And it's a, I, as we say, it's a cop out in the old words of my, <laughs> my uh, whatever, late 60s age here. Um, it's a way to justify why I do what I do when I know what I do isn't what I should be doing because she doesn't understand anyway. And I don't think, well, I don't know. I guess some people still do it to kids never been my idea of how children should be managed or handled or how people with disabilities should receive support and care Um, because you know they're but for you know what go I and I that's a core principle in my life is treat others as you would be treated and it's like yeah I hope nobody ever does that to me. So I have a responsibility.
1: We're we're going to take a real sharp turn here because I I didn't intend to go this way, but all of a sudden we're short of care staff in, in Mm. Canada, the United States, Australia. Australia, So now they're taking people basically off the streets that must warm the cockles of your heart because we're hiring more staff. I mean, so what we're doing is
0: we're throwing people in with, minimal minimal support to understand themselves and what they're getting into and how to do this and then some of the folks that are already there are worn out burned out and cooked to a crackly crunch and we're asking them to take on new people who know nothing and see what they can do to get them lined up and ready to go after a couple hour orientation Um, and sometimes not even that they're on the floor before they know it and we then want to go back and say here watch this video and it's like my daily experience puts me in PTSD mode um, because, you know, something really bad happened the other day. So now I don't even know whether I want to do this. And so now you have to have another new staff. So I think for me, it's a mess that's getting worse rather than better. If we don't pause and say, there is training that is needed when you're going to do dementia work. And it's not It's not rocket science, but there is a science and an art and it's very basic stuff. But if you walk into that care situation with no awareness, no knowledge and no skill, it's a recipe for both of you to either end up in abusive situations or end up in neglectful situations rather than in what's designed to be care situations at a decent price tag, might I add.
1: Back Mm -hmm. in the good old days, there was a lot of travel, TIPA Mm -hmm. and all of the mm-hmm. tipaites were out there spreading the word. Mm-hmm. And and I sort of thought there was progress being made. And then along came COVID and things just, uh, pardon the expression, things went to hell in a handcart. And that's mm-hmm. kind of the way it is.
0: Yeah. I mean, we're working our way back out and we never gave up. And we kept working with groups virtually. And it was never, you know, it was never perfect. It was never everything it could be. But it was, we found people were coming back and going, oh, my gosh. It worked, it worked, you know, and so we would find that people even virtually with us would come to awareness and knowledge, and they develop some skill, and they would come back and say, Oh, my heavens, is it as many as we wish it would be? Absolutely not. Um, And until we start to approach the system and say, you know, the system is what needs to see person first, you say you do, but in fact, you don't you don't see your carers first, you don't see your families first, you don't see the person living with first, you tend to see the bottom line first, and the ratios first, and not the quality of who is in that ratio.
1: There are some excellent facilities out there. And there there are some that have, you know, that the staff is all trained, and they're, they're marvelous facilities. But I, I think, unfortunately, they're still in the minority. And, and if you can't, Um, train everybody in your place, at least get some basic skills yourself so that your job is easier when you have some skills.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you're an individual, I would say you owe it to yourself. If you're in a position of power, I would say, figure it out, take a look around, see what you can figure out for your community. Because without it, you're participating, you're part of the problem if you're not part of the solution.
1: And I can't remember the name of the facility, but it was in Canada and they had taken the course with their staff and their incidents of uh, resident to staff Mm -hmm. violence went down by, I think it was something like 30%. It was just because the staff all of a sudden weren't approaching people from behind and getting attacked. And it it just, you know, a little knowledge.
0: A little bit of knowledge and, and acting on that knowledge can make a huge difference because once I see a success, and I'm not the one who had it, I just watched it. It's like, how did you do that? the curiosity and the commitment and the relationship I have with my colleagues can change things too. I mean, we're a community and we better start figuring that out.
1: Tifa, thank you very much. Thank you, Greg. You've been listening to the Dementia Care Partners podcast brought to you by Positive Approach to Care. For more information on today's program and many other topics and services, visit tipasnow.com.